Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a tabletop RPG uh, podcast where we play all kinds of different RPGs uh, with characters in a set universe. Today is going to be a little bit different. This is a solo adventure. Uh, I play the character Pearl in the Sea, a uh, young but rapidly maturing dragonborn of the Amethyst heritage. Uh, Pearl has recently arrived in Nicomoy, the port town, and joined the Fire Breathing Kittens, and they've just been doing odd jobs here and there. Uh, this adventure is going to have them be in a familiar space to them. Uh, and today we're going to be exploring that space using the RPG called A Role-Playing Game You Can Play With Your Cat. Uh, you can find this on... Hmm, I can't actually find where you can play this. Uh, but this is created uh, by someone under the username Quasnoflot. <laughs> so uh, if you happen to find it, uh, it's hopefully going to be a lot of fun. So today I'm also joined by my two cats, Kitty and Baby. <laughs> and they will hopefully be cooperative with me as we play this adventure. Okay. So, Pearl normally sleeps in the behave. So, Pearl normally sleeps in the fire breathing kitten's guild hall. And uh, last night seemed like a night like any other, but today they wake up in this empty space. All around them is a deep blue with pinpoints of green and gold and a light breeze seemingly from nowhere ruffles their scales and this is a place that fills them with fear they are back in the astral sea a place that they had spent almost 80 90 years in ever since they were a small child of 10 years old they have been in this astral sea and only just recently escaped. And they are terrified. Oh no, what do I do? As Pearl is panicking and wondering what to do, what appears beside them, suddenly drifting along that breeze, is a four-stringed lute, a bag of cat treats, and a backpack that has a sleeping bag and tent, attached to the tops, and hanging off one of the straps is a capped mug. And as Pearl reaches out to grasp all of these things, there is a sound of chittering, of meowing. And two cats seem to fly over to, to her on this breeze. Oh, and what are you doing here? I must admit I'd rather thought I would be alone again, but this is rather nice. The cats start purring and uh, sideswiping Pearl's legs, seemingly interested in them. And then they start to turn and go away. They look back intermittently, their tails straight up in the air, and then continue on their way. Hmm. Well, I suppose there's nothing else to do but to follow them. And so, grabbing all of the things that have gathered around her, 
Pearl wills herself in a fashion that is all too familiar to them after the two cats. And so, according to this game, every time you travel from one location to the next, you roll 1d6 to determine how many hours it would take to get there. And then once you get there, you roll again to figure out what is going on there, what happens there. The fun thing about this game is that you're not the one hopefully rolling dice. It is the cat or cats or whatever other animal you want to play with who are going to end up rolling. So I've got my two cats here. Uh, I am tempting them with a treat. Let's see if they play along. All right, baby, come on. Get down. Good job. Okay, you want to roll it? No, roll it. <laughs> so as they travel and follow these cats, Pearl starts just aimlessly playing this four-stringed lute. And it just fills the silence, this void that is there. The cats are not super talkative, so it's nice to have a little bit of background music. It's about, by Pearl's reckoning, two hours, though it is rather hard to tell here, before they stop at a strange island. It's very small. You could probably walk it in 10 minutes, but it seems as though it's a small world of its own here in the Astral Sea. Pearl has seen some of these things before. They're not uh, usually one to stop at these sorts of places, as you never know what dangers are there. But the cats seem comfortable enough, and strumming their lute, they follow into the small island. There is a small copse of trees. They seem to be aspens of some kind. And in the middle of these trees is a small ball. And from this ball emanates some light. And the cats are very eager to sit around this ball. Pearl joins them and just takes a moment to themselves, hopeful to get some rest here and gather their thoughts. But there does seem to be a growing drowsiness. And they don't know if it's a good thing or not. And so for this, we're going to roll to see if uh, Pearl can overcome the strange sleep that seems to be appearing around them. So let's see if I can get the cats to roll again. <laughs> They're so finicky. Where'd it go? I'm gonna count the mouse. <laughs> so instead of a die, I have found one of my cats playing with a toy mouse filled with catnip and he's batting it around like crazy. So what we're gonna do is part of the game is counting how many times your pet touches the die or in this case, the mouse toy and adding that to a roll of the die I'm going to say a D6. And if 
the number of times, so the number of times the cat hits the toy is the modifier that you add to the die number. And uh, if it's higher, uh, if the number of times that it's hit is more than the number on the die, then that's a success. If it's less than that, it's a failure. But if it's within one of the die, there's something special that happens. So let's see what we roll. Why did you put it in the water? Why are you drowning the mouse? Oh, baby. Okay, I rolled a four and baby definitely hit the cat at least six times. So I'm going to say that it's a success. Pearl feels this drowsiness come upon her come upon her and the cats start to wipe their cheeks against her leg. And then when she doesn't pet them, they start to gently nibble at their scales. And this gets her to wake up. Just that soft little prick gets her to realize that while this place does seem safe, it lulls you into a somewhat false sense of security. And the cats, after having gotten a little bit of warmth, stand up and make their way away from this island. And Pearl, once again, strumming on their lute, follows. Okay, let's get a new toy for the new location. Aha, you want the string? next place that the cats lead Pearl to is a strange tower floating in the middle of the astral sea. The green and yellow pinpricks seem to be much brighter here, much more highly concentrated. And Pearl's instincts are certainly going off. This does not seem like a particularly safe place, but the cats are going there and Seeing as how they haven't necessarily hurt her yet, they decide to follow. The cats lead them up a long set of stairs, and the stairs eventually turn into platforms that they easily jump across. But it's going to take Pearl a roll of the dice and a bat of the toy to see if they can make it. Huh. <laughs> okay, baby, you want to... Ready? Roll it. One sniff. Well, it's one bat of the die. Let's see if I can get more with the string toy. Yeah, I know you like this toy, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, so many, so many modifiers. <laughs> so that was four. Yeah. You want a little bit, kitty? Want some good girl? <laughs> Are you sure? Are you really not interested? <laughs> Kitty has spoken. <laughs> the die's right there. I know go. There. Here. Let me give you a treat for being a good sport. Oh yeah, there you go. Now you're happy. Good job. Good job. 
So one of the cats, now taking a good look at them, Pearl sees that one is somewhat scrawny and covered in patches of black, orange, and white. That one tends to be a little bit mouthy as though it's consistently speaking to the other cat who is black and white, definitely more rotund. And Pearl somewhat wonders where it found food to eat in here to get so big. But they end up leaping across the platforms and Pearl deftly follows. So I had rolled a four on the D6 and my good boy here in the black and white batted at the string toy six times. And so I'd say that is another success. Be nice. And so Pearl using some more of that automatic willpower that seems to work for movement here in the astral sea springs from their platform and lands deftly on the next one and continues to do so as they follow the cats up and up and up into the tower where the green and yellow lights are the brightest. The calico at the very, very top of this tower ends up circling what looks to be another bag of treats. They seem to be green and they and the other cats start sniffing around and voraciously eating at it. Pearl just watches and kind of chuckles. Happy to see that even here in this odd space, cats are still cats. After a little bit of a break, again, to rest somewhat from the platforming, the cats at the top of the tower seem to jump onto the sill of a window and launch themselves off into the sea. Pearl, by now used to these little cat's antics and really not knowing what else to do in this empty space except follow them, leaps onto the sill themselves and goes after them. At some point during the travel as they follow the cats, Pearl reaches into the backpack that they had found. With a sleeping bag in the tent, there does, those two things don't really seem to be of much use right now, but there is a mug and they're reminded of their teapot and teacups back home in their own backpack. But alas, their thoughts are torn away from back home as the calico growls a little warningly as though there is some threat that must take caution. And Pearl looks around. What is it, little Calico? What are you seeing? What's wrong? Pearl knows that there are dangers here. They have run into some in their past excursions into the sea, but you can never be too sure. And cats do sometimes let out warnings at the most mysterious things. Okay, babies, let's roll. Let's play one more time. Let's see. As they all approach this final space, Pearl realizes that the calico did indeed have something to growl about. Coming up ahead was a giant floating cockroach. 
It is rather big, much bigger than the cats, almost as big as Pearl themselves. But they see that both cats are on alert. And while the calico is staying back, the black and white one seems to be eager to face this mighty foe. Let's see how you guys do. Okay, let's get down. Good job. Get down. Get down. Good job. Since the dice don't seem to be working, let's use a scrunchy toy instead. How often do you guys hit this? Ready? Go. One. Just once, but you love that toy. All you guys want are treats. Pearl should have taken some from the tower to get you guys to do something. Okay, ready? Ready? Okay, so it's just one. <laughs> Try as I might. So let's roll this die. Hopefully, if I, I am almost certainly fail given the rules of this game. But you know what? Let's see what happens. <gasps> I rolled a one on the d6. And so that means it is within. So, so good boy went and batted the toy once and I rolled a one on the D6. And so that means we hit the complication option because the bat of the toy was within uh, one number of the number rolled on the die. So here's the complication. The black and white cat ends up zooming towards this giant cockroach. And it definitely latches on, but the cockroach then starts to flutter. Its wings pop out. Pearl didn't even know they had wings. And it starts to buzz around. It sounds so loud being so big. And Pearl, along with the calico, backs away. The black and white cat is really hanging on, though, for dear life. And it seems to jump from limb to limb, trying to get a hold onto this cockroach. At this point, Pearl realizes that they can help out. They reach for the mug and they throw it at the cockroach. Okay, how many times will you bat the treat? Okay, that's one sniff. That That's a paw, two paws. Ooh, bit the bag. Oh, definitely engagement with the treat bag. I should have used that from the beginning. Okay. But that is four solid engagement markers with the treat bag from good girl here. And I rolled a two on the D6. So that means that the move was a success. Pearl throws the bag at the cockroach and it hits it square in the face, just as the black and white cat bites down on its soft underbelly. And then the calico is just sitting there watching judgingly, but Surprisingly, the cockroach ends up poofing out of existence as though the sheer amount of force had went and banished it. But even though the cockroach has effectively poofed out of existence, the black and white cat 
comes back victorious, holding what looks to be the remains of a limb in their mouth. Can you give your victory cry, baby? Can you do the victory cry? <laughs> he is so intent on not doing it. Ah, oh, there we go, the victory cry. And he places the cockroach leg at Pearl's feet. Pearl bends down and gives him very good scritches and then just gives the calico a couple of maybe you tried pats. And then they continue on their way. There is no sense of getting tired here in the Astral Sea. Pearl is very much aware of the fact that time just simply stops here. But for once, they are very glad that the time does not seem to be passing. Watching the two cats chitter and play with one another as they continue on their way, as they... Really? Really, baby? You're gonna do that now? As they barge into doors that shouldn't be barged into. Or as they come up to her and rub their legs against their scales. It's, it's rather peaceful. At the final location, and Pearl does know now that it's the final location, they see an archway made of glass. It would almost be invisible in this empty space if it weren't for the fact that the cats go right up to it and rub their cheeks up against its walls. They chitter at her and show Pearl to the door. And Pearl bends down and gives each of them a good scritch on the neck, a good pat along the back. And they say, I don't know where I'd be right now if it weren't for you both. Thank you so much. And both of the cats rub their cheeks against their legs again. And they fly off. Where to? Pearl doesn't know. But at the very least, Pearl gets to go home. And they're very intent on finding a cat once they return. Happy April Fools! Here at Fire Breathing Kittens, uh, one of us suggested, it's the person who played Rooney and Pearl, she had the great idea, she was like, did you know that there's a role-playing game you can play with your cat? I was like, what? There is? And she was like, yeah, it's called a role-playing game you can play with your cat, <laughs> which is abbreviated A-R-P-G-Y-C-P-W-Y-C or something like that. Listeners, if you'd like to play a role-playing game you can play with your cat, you can find it online. It's free, and you can play it with your pet. You can see if your pet wants to play role-playing games with you. Maybe they do. So I have my pet here, and I have made them an identity. da na 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 Okay, so their identity is cat. They have stats. They have a hardiness of plus two, because I don't want you to die, kitty. They have a speed of plus one and a preparedness of plus zero. And then I've got stats. I'm Philanthia. I am a tree trimmer. I have a hardiness of plus zero, a speed of plus one, and a preparedness of plus two, which means I get uh, two. Hello. Hi. 
I get two pieces of equipment. So I have my uniform, my map of rat's wood, camping equipment, and then hedge trimmers and a big old saw. Hi, kitty. Yes, that's a microphone. <laughs> we are going to use a chat GPT generated choose your own adventure story. And the idea is that you roll the dice and then the number of times that you can get your pet to touch the dice you want to get over your number that you rolled. So I've chosen a d4 because I estimate your enthusiasm is low, kitty, <laughs> which is probably accurate. And here's here's what's, I have no idea what's going to happen. We'll find out. All right. But at least there's a cat here. So, that, you know, that's, that's fine. All right. Here's the adventure. It's written by ChatGPT because I'm one of the players. You, Philanthia, and your cat, cat, find yourselves standing at the edge of a dense forest the trees towering above you, and the sound of rustling leaves filling the air. You two have always been drawn to the woods. Well, and today you've decided to explore them. Whoa, kitty, you're so happy you get to go in the woods. As you start to venture deeper into the forest, you come across a fork in the road. Do you want to go left or right? So I guess I'll just look at the cat, and the cat is curled up very cutely in a ball, kind of facing to the right. So I'm going to go to the right. Yes, kitty, you're so cute. Okay, anyway, so if you choose to go to the right, you follow the path to the right, winding your way through the trees. As you walk, you come across a babbling brook, and you decide to follow it upstream. Okay. After a while, you spot a waterfall in the distance, and you can hear the sound of rushing water. Do you continue following the brook or head towards the waterfall? Hey, kitty. You're mostly just happily getting chin pets right now, but do you follow the brook or the waterfall? Kitty is happily receiving chin pets. How would I decide this? I guess I can roll a dice and... Oh, I know. I'll put a thing in front of you, and if you touch it, you go to the brook. There we go. Here. Here's the thing. Put a dice in front of the kitty. Kitty does not... Kitty does not want to touch the dice. No. <laughs> Kitty's fine. All right, so... Uh, it seems like you are not distracted by Brooks, so you are heading towards the waterfall, continuing on your way. So far, Kitty's going straight lines. You make your way towards the waterfall, the sound growing louder with each step. When you finally reach it, you see that there's a small cave behind the waterfall. Do you want to explore the cave or head back the way you came? Oh, he's so happy and cute. That's cute. I guess you keep going on your straight line. All right. If you choose to explore the cave, Kitty, your curiosity might be taking you too far. <laughs> you cautiously make your way into the cave, the sound of the waterfall growing fainter as you go. Inside, you find a small treasure chest filled with gold coins, feather toys, and precious gems. Do a speed roll to see if you're fast enough to have grabbed the treasure before... Uh-oh. Okay. Let's do a speed roll. So I've got a d4 here. Gonna roll the d4. Oh no, it landed on a four. Kitty has touched it twice. Three times, four times, five times. Oh, okay. The dice is gone. Um, but we were fast enough to grab the treasure. Oh, Kitty wants to push the dice off the table. Okay. Good job. You touched it more than four times and then bit me. Okay. I did take the thing you were going to push off. Okay. Okay. No more pets. Okay. All right. Um, so we did. We grabbed the treasure. As we reach for the chest, we hear a low growl behind us. You turn around to see a massive bear blocking your way out of the cave. Do you want to try to fight the bear or look for another way out? Kitty, do you want to fight the bear or look for another way out? Kitty! 
Um, so Kitty ran away. I'm I'm taking that as role playing <laughs> because it's clearly better not to fight the bear. It's better to run away, right, Kitty? Okay, Kitty's gone. All right, so we choose to look for another way out. We frantically search for another exit, but the cave seems to be a dead end. Uh-oh, just as you start to lose hope, you spot a small crevice in the wall that looks like it could lead to the outside. You squeeze through the crevice and find yourself outside, relieved to have escaped the bear's wrath. And we all know how that would happen. The cat ran through it first, abandoning me for dead. And then I was like, thanks for pointing out the way out. And yeah, you didn't leave me for dead. No. Okay. So we've got some options now. Do we choose to go back the way we came? Sure. You turn around and start to make your way back towards the path you came from, because you've got the treasure, right? As you walk, you hear the sound of gunshots in the distance. Oh no. When you finally make it back to the fork in the road, you see a group of poachers setting up traps and taking aim at the animals in the forest. Do you want to confront the poachers or sneak away unnoticed? Let me go get the kitty who ran away and we'll ask Kitty's opinion. I'm back. So is Kitty. I'm not sure if the purring is picked up by the mic or not. Probably not because the mic is designed to not pick up stuff like that. But yeah, there's the kitty. All right. So do you want to confront poachers, Kitty, or sneak away unnoticed? I'm going to put the dice in front of you again. You can have it this time. If you attack it, you're confronting the poachers. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, he's pushing the dice around on the table. It's getting closer to the table edge. He's looking at it like he has no malicious intent, and it's gone. Um, yeah. Yep, the dice is gone. We choose to confront the poachers. <laughs> you approach the poachers and demand that they stop hunting the animals in the forest. They scoff at you and tell you to mind your own business. As you argue with them, one of them pulls out a gun. Kitty, what are we doing? And aims it at you. Kitty! You quickly realize you're in over your head. Do a hardiness roll to see how you fare. Okay, we've got to roll the dice again. I'm going to get it. It's under the table. I'm back. I've got the dice. I don't have the cat. Cat's still under the table, being, you know, chaos. <clears throat> okay, so that's a no on the cat. I think we're going to fail because the cat wants to escape. But that's fair. You know what? Let your cat escape. So I roll the hardiness check, but because the minimum number is one and the cat chooses to be done with this adventure, I think I'm going to die here. Cat? You want to save me, cat? No? Okay, cat's done. So, fail. Your story ends here. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to. Now go feed your cat. All right, well, that was a role-playing game you can play with your cat. It's been a little while, like, uh, you know, days, and I'm back because, I don't know, that ending just didn't sit right with me. So I'm back. The cat is refreshed in the cat energy bar of tolerance for weird human activities. I also might have a feather toy. And um, we're going to try this again. I'm going to roll the dice and we're going to see if we can get a different ending because this is a choose your own adventure story. And I want to know what all the endings are. And the only way to do that is to make my cat smack a dice, apparently. So I'm going to get a dice. I'm going to roll the dice in front of the cat, who seems refreshed. Let's see what happens. <laughs> huh. Okay, I rolled a d4 in front of the cat. And it landed on a 2. And the cat smacked it and sniffed it. 
and promptly went back to licking himself. So I'm going to... Going to consider that a success. I think we have some sort of stats we add to this. So that's very nice of you, Kitty. Thank you for saving me from the poachers. And we get the hardiness bonus of plus two from the cat. So great. We super pass. All right, pass. You survive the attack and make a run for it, narrowly escaping with your life. If you pass, your ending is you try to make your way back to the path without being seen but one of the poachers spots you and starts chasing after you. You run as fast as you can, your heart pounding in your chest. Just when you think you're about to be caught, you see a group of friendly campers. They invite you to join them for a meal and tell you stories about their adventures in the woods. After spending some time with them, you head home feeling refreshed and inspired. Do you feel inspired, Kitty? Kitty is licking itself. Um, sure. He feels clean. Uh, yeah. So that is a role-playing game you can play with your cat. Thanks for coming along this journey with us, and happy April Fool's, everybody!